and me just calling I'm, you out on the podcast. Critically speaking is cancelled. Critically speaking. Critically speaking. Critically speaking. Critically speaking. Critically speaking. Oh, yes. Uh, you know what they say. Fourth time's a charm. Hi, it's me, Sam Hickman, the cancel queen. And I'm here to, I would describe myself more as like a fan, cancel fairy, you know? Like, if, like you know, where it's like, boop, you're, you're, you're canceled. Um... <laughs> Congratulations, you're fired. Anyway, uh, this week on Twitter, I tweeted that um, the a podcast that I was a guest on that took four weeks to arrange and the guy showed up to interview me and had done no research, got a £10,000 grant um, and the guy sits on the funding review panel for Arts Council Wales. Uh, and it really... It, it, it it intrigued a lot of people. And so I, um, being the little tiny agent of chaos and the absolute scamp that I am, I did release the interview. Um, and uh, I'm just, this is a twofold episode of the podcast. Firstly, I'm going to give you a little bit of context. And then I went through the funding application because they released the funding application. And I, um... I I have some issues, and then um, I'm gonna tell you. I'm just gonna have a brief sum up of why it's bad, and I'm gonna try and keep this brief and quick because this again is my fourth time of trying to get this. I just like I would, I would, um, I would, I would just like I think about it, and then I'd um, and then I'd be like, it's fine, and then I'd like I went to research. I was truly like very calm yesterday morning, and then I went to like research it to make sure that I wasn't like missing anything, and then I got real mad. Um, and here we are, and here we are. Anyway, so for context, in 2019, June or July, I think June, I um got a DM from this guy. I think our dear sweet friend, friend of the show, Ben Marriott, um recommended me to be on his podcast and he sent me a, a, an email being like oh it's this podcast it's going to be like a bunch of different types of people from Cardiff and South Wales talking about like being creatives in in like the arts in South Wales and I'm I'm sat there reading this like oh it's hyper local celebrity it's it's my it's my podcast anyway I, it takes four weeks to arrange it. Like, he cancels. I have to, like, it it takes four weeks to arrange. He shows up four weeks in, has done absolutely no research. And I do call him out on the podcast. Um, He has looked at CardiffWeddingHarpist.com. And that is the extent to which this man has researched me. And... I need to say this before we get further into this episode, but I am a fucking trailblazer. I may be wearing a shawl right now, but I am a trailblazer. Let me just list some minor accomplishments. I was the first transgender women's officer at Cardiff University. I co-founded the UK's first trans, non-binary, and gender non-conforming choir. At this juncture in 2019, spring, summer... Summer 2019, I was going to co-host the 
UK's largest LGBTQIA choir festival, like literally in a couple of weeks from when the interview took place. A festival that I helped arrange. Like I am I am a trailblazer, hun. Like like let the river ra- let the river run or whatever it is. Like call me Tess because I'm a working girl. No. I'm a trail I'm wearing a blazer. I'm a trailblazer. Anyway, I'm I I'm not nobody. I'm not garbage. I uh, deserve a modicum of respect and a modicum of time. And again, this podcast episode will be dedicated specifically to um one of the men in uh, the myriad multitude parthenon of uh men who have either slightly or severely wronged me in the past and I will <laughs> dish all the dirt and um, greatly critique them. Anyway, how how are you doing? How are you doing? Anyway, so he shows up to the to do the interview. In the email exchange beforehand, he was like, I really want to talk about like you being like trans in the Cardiff music scene. And I'm like, you don't, uh, like the Spice Girls said, you don't get that for free. I don't think the Spice Girls said that. Ah, she doesn't come for free. Yeah, it's a wannabe. Um, Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I uh, want to talk about anything else. Um, So he shows up. He shows up and I, um, like... Now you know what the game is. The game is him trying to get me to talk about being a queer woman in the Cardiff music scene. And you've heard the interview. You've heard the interview. Like, at one point, he's literally like, so are you drawn to queer culture? And I used queering as a verb. Like, one of us is a writer, and I guess it's me. (laughs) I, I guess now I'm a writer, you know? I'm also a critic and a creative, so I, I'm i not really given my, you know, my chance to express myself as either or both, but here we are. Anyway, um, it's, it's truly bad. I don't even think he knew that I sang, which sounds fucking wild, but if all he looked at was my Twitter and then CardiffWeddingHarpist.com, I don't think he knew that I sang. I don't even, I, nothing. Nothing. And I know, like, you're thinking, like, oh, this must be, you know, this must be similar to to the other interviews. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's very, like, I don't know. Like, and I did talk about this on the episode Critical Celebrity last year when I had just done the interview and I, and I talked about it and it was just, oh, anyway, you've heard the interview. It's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Anyway, anyway, um... It's truly like, how can I use a marginalized person to get an arts grant? And guess what? He did. Anyway, um, they got £9,912 to do 10 episodes of a second season, which is already, it's a thousand pounds an episode, which is ridiculous. Like, Terry Gross? Nah, this is Terry disgusting. Um... The second season, the second season is, um, is... A bold approach to uh, a bold, a bold approach. So the second season is about quote unquote confronting industry leaders in their part in systematic racism and white privilege. They're they're hiring a few people. Don't worry, they're hiring a few people. Um, they're hoping that the the long term ramifications of the project will benefit everyone um, by talking to all these white people. Um, and it's. 
it's 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 um it's wild. So there the the first the first like I don't know chunk of the episode will be him talking to a white head of a arts organization about like the arts organiz- the arts organizations like racist history. Um uh, and then he's gonna and then like an artist a, a POC artist is going to respond to that. Um, in a creative way, um, which is really where most of, most of, most of my, uh, you know, anyway, so like, he's gonna, he's gonna have all these white people on to talk to like truly white explain themselves. And I'm just like, to what extent, like there will be like, I, to what extent will this just be them reading a press release? Because these will be like media trained people who will know that they're coming on this confrontational podcast to talk about, like to talk specifically about racism and structural inequality. And they will prepare. There will be truly, there will be three episodes. I guarantee you where it becomes an only fans because somebody shows their ass. But for the majority of this, I'm like, these will just be verbal press releases. These will just, like, it'll just be like, hey, uh, Music Theater Wales in 2017, you guys did Yellowface. And they're gonna be like, yeah, um, it, it was a, it was a, a real bad decision. Uh, we really regret it. It's probably one of the, one of the factors that comes from having an all white team. And we've since changed that and ensured that our, you know, our, whatever it is, blah, 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 blah. I don't run a theater company. So blah, 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 blah. We're ensuring that, um, you know, it, it, something like this doesn't happen again. And we, uh, we did this, that, and the other to try and change that. And, uh, this that and the other and he's gonna be like wow and um the bad uh he's just gonna open like truly it's gonna be like an open-ended question like and what is yellow face and they're gonna be like what anyway um anyway he thinks he's z-way he thinks he's on instagram he is at z-way f and he's talking to caroline calloway and he's getting all the juice but really, he is Aquaria from season 12, Meet the Queens. Season 11, Meet the Queens, going like, mm, okay, great. Um, it's just going to be, it's just going to be press releases. That's all it is. It's just going to be verbal press releases from people who have been given 10 months to, I don't know, correct their their institutional behavior, I guess. Like, it's not going to, it's not the i i did say this i did i say this on the podcast i think i did when everyone did the little black squares it's like the work comes when we are all back at work like that's when that's when real anti-racist work starts and it's like it's kind of like to what extent will a arts organization leader coming onto a podcast for an hour with a press release really really like impact how they are like acting like i don't know i think we should burn the whole thing down anyway anyway um there was there so there's like goals and object objectives goals and objectives and there's like a couple of them that are serious and then the last three really just made me goop there's like develop um develop the art of having conversations of having these develop the art of having these conversations 
which um, I don't know if you've listened to his episode with the last episode of this podcast and any episode of his podcast, uh, his ability to have uh, any form of a sensible conversation with someone that is um, a good interview is limited. I will say that I I will say that who you know. <laughs> Anyway, um, develop Jafar's confidence in his own personal development as an important cultural voice. Things we don't need. This man does not need any more confidence to come to someone's house who, again, is a trailblazer. And to come to someone's house after four weeks of arranging a podcast and not have done any research and try and wing your way through an hour-long interview. You don't need any more confidence. You know, this is coming from me, a known sociopath. You don't need any more confidence. Like, you've you've got it, yeah, baby. You've got it. The last one, the last one on like the the goals that they're hoping to accomplish is like de- deepen the presence of Jafar within the theater sector in Wales, which I read and screamed. He's this man is on the board. The panel review, the review panel for the theater wing or the theater stem or whatever the fuck they call it for Wales Arts, for Arts Council Wales. Like this man is literally on the panel for reviewing theater funding for Arts Council Wales. There is no other way you can get deeper in to the theater sector than being that in with the in crowd. There's, there's, there is, like, unless you are enshrined in the new theater, unless your dead body is literally resting at the base of the stage of the Sherman Theater, there is no way you are more entrenched in the theater sector in Wales. There's, like, you're, I don't know. I just, the idea that, like, an insider is, like, I'm not in enough, you know, it's, drives me, drives me cuckoo bananas. Page three. I have a full four pages of notes. Thank you. So the application is a a stabilization fund, because apparently this podcast has really um, taken a turn because of COVID-19. Um, and it's really like they they have to like explain how it's all been bad because of the pandemic. Um, and if, some bits are like, yes, that makes sense. And some bits are like, if I do not take time to better understand how to work with artists in a socially distanced way, I may find myself irrelevant. I'm like, it's a Zoom podcast. It's a podcast over Zoom. Um, please, everyone say that at home. It's a podcast over Zoom. Uh, it's it's wild. The whole like about me section, it's very long because Arts Council Wales loves you to be like, oh, I did this. I did this. I'm I'm doing great. I'm I'm feeling good. I, you know, I'm wearing a lash today, you know, whatever it is. Anyway, it all reads like a terrible dating profile. Um Then we get to the why they need money, which is the diciest of all things. So please bear with me. Bear with me. Make a bear noise. The the beginning of this section reads something along the lines of, For too long, the emotional labor of people of color to explain racism to white people has been unpaid. And like, it's truly like, until now, Jafar's gonna do all the work for everybody. I'm trying to get to the bottom of it, but they're truly like, there's a section where like, we understand we're two cis men. And I am like, oh, 
well, there's your problem. Um, I hope that made you laugh as much as it made me laugh. Um, anyway, anyway, they're they're taking their time. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. They're not gonna rush it. They're gonna take ten months. Here we go. Number four. Have. Can you tell I have so many pages? I have so many pa- I have so many pages, and I'm trying not to use. All- I'm trying to give you the um the the best the best version of this podcast that I can. So we come to the costs. We come to the co- this astronomical budget for this podcast. Again, an interview podcast. It's not a documentary series. It's not a um it's not a uh it's not like an investigative journalism series. It's not it's not it's not about race with Renny Lodge. It's an interview series where he wants a thousand pounds an episode and he got a thousand pounds an episode. Anyway, so he's paying himself, Jafar is paying himself 250 pounds an episode. What's he doing? I hear you ask. He is writing, I, I guess, the questions, um, which, you know, we've seen the caliber of his questions. And if you've listened to Critically Speaking, you know the caliber of his questions. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I really, I really am such a, let's be honest, a truth speaker. <laughs> Could you imagine? Anyway, uh, he's going to be researching, um, which my main critique of him putting he's going to be researching in this is that they've also given themselves 50 pounds an episode for research, like specifically for research. And he's also put research in his job title and hosting and ensuring that there's a balanced and fair conversation. <laughs> Like it, ensuring that the arts, uh, ensuring that um, Artist Mundi gets to um, read their pre-prepared statement. Um, uh, really, really great. Anyway, Shane is going to be doing, I assume, all of the editing, and he is being paid a hundred ninety pounds per episode. This is per episode, um, and his jobs are develop the podcast, like like it's a film, I guess, like it's a film strip. Um, admin, which like he's going to be setting up all of these meetings, um, editing support, which I assume just means he's going to be editing it. Although there is a hundred pounds for tech support in this budget, which I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, what I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't know where we are there. And hiring and hiring. Anyway, the um. The issue now comes with uh, their artistic contributors who are getting £150 an episode. Here is where I have the biggest issue. Because the whole point of the podcast is twofold. It's about calling out um, these big white art, or these big white whales, these big white arts organizations to, um, I don't know, like just, just calling them out, um, on the podcast. And then secondly, to, uh, they write down to, um, give, give space and platform to under platformed creatives, which, um, neither of which are particularly accomplished through this because the first half of this episode is just going to be press releases. Like it's just going to be, it's just going to be press releases. And then the second half is a response, but he's paying the creative contributors 150 pounds per episode. However, if we break down 
the work that everyone is doing. Firstly, it's real suspicious that they're paying the white guy more than the people of color that they're getting in. That's just like, he may or may not be doing more work depending on who's doing the editing. But at the same time, it's like, you know, like ethically when you're like, I just, I just think when you're given the chance to create something, it's just like, why wouldn't you pay everyone the same? If like, like, or at least like the same rate. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, the real issue is like, so Jafar is going to be paying, being paid 250 pounds an episode to write some questions, do a blurb, I guess. Um, he's already getting, getting paid 150 pounds per episode um, for no 50 pounds per episode for research. And then like to host the episode. So in total, he's probably spending maybe three to four hours on this. Like he's probably Googling someone. He's probably like, you know, showing up to the interview on Zoom um, and and spending an hour doing that. And then he will spend maybe an hour afterwards doing pickups. Uh, he's not editing. He's not, uh, he's not, he's not like doing anything else. He's then sending it to an artist who then has to create some form of work around it to put on the end of the episode. And my biggest, my biggest issue is this, with this is like, is that guest artist's time who they will probably spend as much, if not more time creating the, whatever it ends up being at the end of the episode as a rebuttal, they will probably spend as much, if not more time than he spent on the episode. So it's like, to what extent is their labor less valuable than his? Um, that's my biggest issue. Um, they're going to take 10 months to do this. Uh, Terry gross, but that's Terry disgusting. Um, uh, they, they do say like, "Mm, we're happy to do it with less money, but less money means less episodes, which means less dialogue and less accountability, which I mean, uh, uh, well, the goop is that they haven't, they don't know if all of these arts organizations will actually do an episode. Like, that's the, that's the, that's the gag here is that like, is like the idea that he has um, gotten funding 10,000 pounds to do 10 episodes of this podcast and they don't know, they haven't fully, they don't, they don't have the white people confirmed, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't fully know if, if people are going to be down for it. And I'm just like, oh boy, oh boy. Anyway, so they're doing a, a Welsh episode and they're getting a Welsh host in, which like, why not do a rotating host? But that's, that's what I would do. Anyway, um, so they're doing they're doing a Welsh episode with a guest host and they're like, can we get a live translator? We're not sure how it would work. Like at a conference, you have a headset that has like the Welsh in it. But like, how would that work over Zoom? And that that um, absolutely destroyed me because it wasn't until that moment that I realized that this podcast would be happening over Zoom. Like they bought all of this, they bought 300 pounds of recording equipment and they're gonna do the podcast over Zoom? Over, 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 excuse me, but ex- excuse me, hello, how are you? Over, could you imagine, could you, a thousand pounds an episode to do a podcast over Zoom? 
Ugh, could you imagine? Anyway, anyway, now that we've gotten through that, it's time to tell you my humble opinions on why this is bad. Let me get that piece of paper more out. Let me, let me rustle this piece. I don't understand how this piece of paper is so creased and crinkled when it has literally just come out of the, I, I, I stress mangle. I think that's what it is. I just sort of like crunch all my pieces of paper together. Okay, so the two goals of the podcast are to confront white-led organizations and then to platform under-platformed people. Okay. 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 First of all, we all have we all have listened to the episode. He is a bad interviewer. That's just like fundamentally if the skill is not there, then this will not be like the quality of this will not will not be there. Like it, it's just not going to be it's not going to be good. It's not going to be like there is only so much you can call someone accountable for actions when your entire interview style is just playing devil's advocate and oh, and asking open-ended questions. I guess it's just like like you heard the episode like he was the whole the whole game of the episode with me was to try and get me to talk about being a queer woman in Cardiff. And he did not accomplish that, which if you're a good interviewer and you're like good at it, you can probably like get people to talk about things that they don't, that they wouldn't necessarily want to talk about if they didn't feel comfortable. Like, like the secret of a good interviewer is just making people feel comfortable enough to express themselves, especially like. I like I did say this last year for the critical celebrity episode, but like if you are interviewing people who have not been given platforms and have not been and are and are largely marginalized by like the white cis het society that we live in, like and your goal is to be a hostile interviewer throughout that and to not be entirely on that person's side, then you're not going to get you're not going to get as much out of them but if we swap it the other way around if your entire goal is just to call out an arts organization then like it's not going to there's not going to be that much productive use because once you've called that person out and they've read their little press release about how they're going to fix it or whatever it is that they've done there's really nowhere else you can go. Like, because that's the whole point of, like, systematic and, like, that's the whole point of, like, white denial in... Is that a is that a real term? D- white people denying things? White denial? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But there's only so much, like, because that's, like, the, how the system works is, the si- like, arts organizations get called out. They then do a press release and say they're going to change, and then they kind of do, but they kind of don't. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And then they get called out again, and then it's it's a cycle. It's It's not as if one conversation with a confrontational podcast will dramatically change the 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 
oh God, what is it? The systematic, the, not the systematic, systematic, automatic, high dramatic grease lightning will like, uh, will change the, the environment and institutional behavior of an organization. Like it's, I just, I, 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 I worry that he will not do a good job. Um, based on past experience anyway but it's all about developing the art of having these sorts of conversations so they're really going to develop by episode 10 they'll have really nailed it down they'll have really nailed it down to let um let's think of a let's think of a place um to let oh god what's the one that's like to let dirty protest really like you know get their press release out i don't know anyway anyway um so the second half is like him, quote unquote, um, giving platform for underplatformed artists, which kind of achieved, but not really. Like there's, there's, there is so much more of a way of giving a decent platform to people than having their, like, unless this artist's work is entirely about calling out white art institutions, whatever piece of, of, whatever work that they create for the end of this little episode um, won't be an accurate representation of whatever it is that they, that they do, you know, like unless their entire work consists of that, it's not going to be, it's not going to be an accurate representation of the best of their work. Like um, I just, I just, I just think about like when Travis Alabanza was on the Busy Being Black podcast and they started with the, with the poem, you know, the Travis Alabanza poem that's like gay and black and femme and black and this and black and the, that one or the other way around black and gay. I don't, it's, it's, it, it was 2017 and a lot's happened since then, but I remember listening to that and then they got into the interview with Josh Rivers and it was really fun. And the one thing that I didn't expect from Travis Alabanza was how funny they are because they are really funny, especially in that episode. They are really, really funny. And like before this, the only way I knew who Travis Alabanza was, was because of like the top shot, putting them in the wrong dressing room situation. And like when all we when when we take away the per, like the personhood of someone and reduce an artist to just their otherness in the face of critiquing like a white cishet society like we're not serving justice to all of their art or giving their art autonomy over itself like it it only becomes re- a reflection of what the white people are doing like it it and it further emphasizes this point that like the only good audiences are like a white audience. They're the only ones worth having. And it like takes away the idea that like, that like art can be created by a person for people like them. It really like, it takes away so much of the integrity of someone's work that they are on this podcast, not as, not as like, a full person but as like a contributing artist whose work is just stuck at the end and it just it it's it's like why not just have that person on the goddamn podcast and interview them like if you wanted to platform someone 
then and you wanted to ex- show them fully in a full and dynamic light, you would give them the majority of the time. That, like, and this doesn't do that. And it's just like, to what extent, and they're also paying them less, let's let's be honest. Um, and it's like, to what extent are you really, like, to what extent is this the dream? You know, to what extent is this, like, is this going to be, like, to what extent will this build a community? And to what extent will this change the sector if all that person is doing is calling, is is just artistically calling out a white organization? And that's it. That's that's all we hear from them, you know? Anyway, um, yeah, my final thought is that this is way too much this is way too much money for a goddamn podcast and I don't think Arts Council Wales knows what a podcast is um and like I think my final thought is like it's kind of like to what extent when you are in like this deep in like the in crowd and in like, to what extent can you critique uh, Arts Council Wales when you are being given £10,000 from Arts Council Wales? And to what extent can you, as a person who is trying to, like, make your mark and and be, like, and deepen your connection with the theatre sector in Wales, to what extent can you do that while also calling people out. Like, like, how much does this man have to lose? And can this man lose before it's, it's like a conflict of interests? Like, to what extent, how much does this man have to lose, essentially? Anyway, this has been an episode of Critical Hyper Celebrity. From me, um, I don't know, a woman white explaining racism to all of you. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Anyway, um, wow. <laughs> Should I be like, if Martin Luther King was alive today? Mm, thank you so much for tuning in. Goodbye. <laughs>